Mm. Good evening, sir. Mm. You slurped over my slurp. Hold on. And then I like, then you scared me when you said good evening and I like swallowed it up my my nose. Oh my goodness gracious. And I'm all snotty. Oh, it's so hard slurping from a can. (laughs) Fuck. No, it's not. Hello, Stu. Hello, Randall. This is our second episode of the Terribly Opinionated Podcast version three. Um, <laughs> trifecta revival. The T.O. Pod the third. Uh, so last, oh, week like we that. Were, last week we were going to record, but it was Thanksgiving and we made a bunch of excuses on why not to. I True. was trying to get you to record on American Thanksgiving because yours was October 10th or some shit. And um, I was trying to get you to record on American Thanksgiving, but you ignored me for like four days. So <laughs> just said, fuck it. We'll just take a week off for Thanksgiving. Uh, great time to choose to come back to it and just take a week off instantly. That's like going to a job interview and being like, oh, yeah, I'd love to work whenever you need me. But this Friday, I'm going to need off because I'm going on vacation or whatever it is. And then. So you don't even want to work the first Friday. Sure. So that's great. I'll start whenever. How about Friday? Ah, probably how, not. How about in two weeks? No, don't worry about it. So see, lots, see you when I see you. A lot's happened in these two weeks, Stu. Has it? At, at least in my life, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a holiday over here, so, I mean. Well, I don't feel really. like. Uh, I don't really know that anything happened because of the holiday. I went. Oh, I see. You just got a whole lot going on. I went from having nothing going on to a whole lot going on, and I don't know what's better. Mm-hmm. It's a fine I, line, I feel. Well, I, I feel like beforehand I had nothing going on, and I was just laying on a beanbag chair, fully clothed, no no Cheetos involved. But I was just like, and it wasn't even a beanbag chair. It was more like a, just a thrift store sleeping bag in the middle of the floor because I'd, I'd <laughs> sold the couch and everything. So I'm just in yeah. this empty living room in a, on a sleeping bag, and there's just cases of empty Coors cans around me and like a, what would be like a... Like a mark, I, listen, I have never wanted a portrait circle. painted for my mantle more than I do right now. Yeah, so like, and the carpet's all beat down in the middle, and there's just towers and castle. It's like a Coors Light can fort, and uh, uh, candles are burning inside the cans, and that's just I go to work and I just lay down in that pit. So that being said, my it's complicated. Came back home this weekend. Oh um, yes, how's that going? unexpectedly i mean we're gonna do our best dude as any two people who love each other would do uh it's not less complicated in fact i feel it's more complicated but um that she came home and saw my shrine of coors cans (laughs) and i didn't know a person could curl their nose up so much like you you've heard the term like batching, like bachelor pad, you know, just yeah. Uh, so I've been like depression batching, and um, it's tough. She went 
full-blown white girl wasted at the Target. First, yeah. first day back, we went to Target, and I had a, we had a cart full of candles because she was defunkifying the apartment. And, uh, uh, got a little bit of stank going on? Yeah. Yeah. A little, little musty? It was, you could just, the depression was palpable. Yes, yes. Cut the depression with a knife when you walk in. Yeah, you had. Yeah, you'd like wade through it. Uh, it was like a. If depression had a smell, it would smell like a packing house. No. Mm. Oh, yes. Because because that's what it smelled like in here. I kind of had when you started painting the scenario. I kind of had flashbacks to when you you remember when you used to play on a, a Home Depot bucket as your computer chair. Oh sh! I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, <laughs> I was like five minutes away from being homeless playing video games <laughs> on a Home Depot bucket. Oh, that hurt. That hurt that uh, area below there really bad sitting on a. Uh, I'm sure. On a one by piece of one by it's on top of a bucket. Of course, see, I thought it'd be okay because I used to go down and help a buddy work on his house and that was all I did was sit on a mm-hmm. two-by-four across a bucket. And that never got uncomfortable because working was less uncomfortable than sitting on that bucket. Well, then at home, sitting on the bucket was incredibly uncomfortable because the chairs I had had before were much, you know, so relativity is a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember when you told me about the bucket and then I didn't, I thought you were joking. And then I got the picture. I'm like, this motherfucker is really sitting on a bucket. I had to show a lot of people the picture. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. People, uh, the people weren't convinced. I mean, listen, dude, when your chair breaks, what are you going to do? You know? So That's true. You're going to go to Home Depot, get that five-gallon bucket, and you do a tour. Three ninety-nine, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, dude. It's like five bucks, but yeah. Oh, shit. Inflation. No doubt, dude. I went to work today, and my manager asked me, uh, told me to take her back because I was too happy. He likes depressed Randy more because depressed Randy is much more quiet and gets more stuff done. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So that's pretty tough too. Damned if you do and damned if you don't. I've got a lot done around my apartment though in the last couple days with her back. Like every now everything bothers me again. Before it didn't bother me living in filth. Uh, But now... It bothers me again. I spent $25 to unclog my sink from all the beard hair and (laughs) flow hair that's in it. Like, it looks like, it looked like a fucking pubic bush coming out of the drain of the sink. I hadn't fucked with it so long. I had to buy like six and a half bottles of Drano to eat through all the shit. So the faucet runs good now. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's yep. quite the sitch. Oh dude, yeah, yeah. Tanner come so, around. Like, there was there was no heads up that uh, it's complicated. It was coming back. Nope, nope. That was game time decision. All right, all right. So, yeah, that's not that's not as bad. Then if you got like a little bit of a heads up and you just didn't do anything about the old man cave. Nope, nope. It was I was full blown man caving it up, batching her, dude. And uh, it was it was game time decision. Shit got complicated for her, and we had uh, we had a conversation, and now we're dealing with the complicated. But yeah, so hopefully that all goes good. We have tried 
doing the communication and boundaries and you know like we talked last week or two weeks ago like that's huge for everybody you know it's the communication that has to happen and the communication with um you hear this fucking shit listen to this shit you hear this i hear that yeah yeah so this is all little like beads okay so i i told my therapist and um i want to say this to just have complete openness with the listeners that um like I don't know if I would call myself a manly man. I'm morbidly obese, and but but I'm a mechanic, and I feel like I stand up for some things that I believe in when it feels right to me. Um, I feel like I, I'm more of a pacifist, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I talked to my therapist about starting to sew and crochet and knitting and stuff. And then I thought, oh, well, I used to make these little bracelets. And she said, just do something crafty. You know? So I said, oh, I used to make these little bracelets. So maybe I'll make me a bracelet. I was like, oh, but I want little, I want little stone beads hanging off the end of it. And so I, I go to the craft store, and I buy some hemp cording. And I stand in there for 35 minutes because now I have decision paralysis on which color I want it to be. And what kind of color combination I want it to be and what stones I want to buy and what color goes with what stones. And I was in there probably for an hour and a half. And this was on Sunday. I was going to have a Thanksgiving dinner at my parents. So finally decide to pick and I bought like four different things, none of which that I would ever put all in one bracelet. So instead of getting things for one thing, I bought stuff for like seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just to make the decision easier, you know, so go to my parents, we eat, I get back home and I make this bracelet and it comes time to put the beads on. And my therapist telling me all this stuff, you know, get crafty, you'll zone in, find something you like, get used to it, you know, and I think, oh, I'm learning something new, this is fun. And I go to put these beads on and the diameter of the beads is smaller than the diameter of the twine. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, crafts yes, for this therapy. Is fitting. Yes. And all I am is pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I feel like that had the adverse effect, and now I'm horrified of learning to crochet because I can't imagine how many crochet hooks I'm going to have lodged in my wall next to my chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that. What's new with you? Yeah. I feel like being any type of being crafty is a roller coaster of emotions. Well, yeah, you have. we talked about it. So, like, I used to do reloading for firearms, made the bullets, you know. And once mm-hmm. you got into it, then it was like zen. Of course, with that, I say, like, knitting and, and mindless and brainless work, but it's it's brainless once you learn it. It's a routine. You learn and you memorize the routine, and then after that is brainless, not like... Right, it becomes like an assembly line almost. Right, so you still have to put the initial learning into it but once you learn to do that one technique and you master that technique then you can sit down and it's brainless and you zen out on it right well the the Mm -hmm. roller coaster is learning the initial technique before you can get to that state of euphoria yeah that's fair that's fair have you ever tried i I don't have the yeah um 
I've been drawing a lot. Uh-huh. Well, not so much any anymore, but it, you know, I have in the past. Um, it's something I kind of lost just for the lack of the lack of time for a hobby. But I usually get sure. lost in in drawing, where I'll, I'll end up like, you know, doing the initial picture, and then just get lost in like the detail work. Yeah, I remember you used to show me a bunch of drawings you did. Yeah, then you decided work was much more important than anything else in your life, and uh, yeah, pretty th- much. Then you had a a child. Yeah, I think and the thing with having a child, I think that threw my work into overdrive too, because now I'm like, you know, it's always been you know pro- you know provide for my my wife and everything, and have a stable home, but now it's kind of heightened that for me. Um, now that I have a kid. Because now I want to have like everything set up for like for his for his future, so he doesn't have to go through all the bullshit that we had to go through. Sure. So it's kind of like a turn my my work drive into more of like an OCD. Like I have to do everything I can to make that extra dollar to put away. So you know, once the baby boom starts to retire in the government funds start to deplete he'll have something you know what do you mean with the government funds start to deplete so what's what some of the top like financial guys are saying is that there's such a big baby boom that when they all go to retire it's gonna pull a lot of the uh the funds saved up for like um your general retirement that everybody's like old age pension and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there might not be really anything left for the next generation. It's going to take a while to build all that back up. So I want to make sure that he's got a nest egg that he can, you know, put away when he's young so that it'll build up by the time he's ready to retire, that he doesn't have to rely on the government's, portion or you know if he doesn't have that great of a retirement plan through work i don't know you know we don't know what he's going to be obviously when he grows up some jobs have better retirement than others well right but you also got to think about not like you can set him up to be ready for that stuff without working your ass off and missing everything right which is you know something that my wife and I have been working on. That's you know, kind of a, a t- like a focal point in in our relationship discussions. Is sure, um, I'm a bit of a too much of a workaholic sometimes. Well, a lot of the time. Yeah, instead of focusing on how to care for him financially for his whole life, you could just be a good role model and make sure he has the tools to know he's not going to make a bunch of dumbass decisions like I did and be in a shit ton of debt and not be able to see his ass through a hole in the ground to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, like maybe maybe don't uh you know, first year of university get a bunch of credit cards, max them all up and be like, oh I gotta pay all these back now? Fuck. Yeah, and on top of student loans and everything, you could set him up with college or whatever, but I don't know necessarily that you should be worried about covering him for his whole life. Um well, I don't necessarily mean like I'm gonna pay for it yeah, his whole life. I just I know, mean you're saying like a, a nest egg that's gonna build or whatever. Just yeah, something you know. that he'll have something when I, you know when I go. 
Yeah, focus on being a dad. Fuck work. The fuck? It's true. It's not like I haven't put in a lot of hours over the, you know, the last decade. I mean, that's the that's the struggle. Yeah, but yeah, it really it really does suck because when you're um, a dumbass like me and you make a bunch of decisions that uh, don't facilitate you saying fuck work, it gets very hard and uh, starts to really weigh on you because you do miss these kind of things and then you know that's got its own demons to deal with too that you're missing so much but what are you supposed to do kind of yeah thing. it's true luckily it's it's better now with like out of the the er yeah for sure but you're also helping people so what are you supposed to do true fuck everybody else that's what i do fuck them if they can't take a joke you know what i'm saying shit 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 so, I know your Thanksgiving was like a month and a half ago, but how was your Thanksgiving? I think it was good. Um, I don't really remember what, what we did. You can't even remember that far back? Mm, oh, I do remember. You, uh, the family met at my sister-in-law's house, and we just had like a, a get-together. It's been a while since, with COVID and everything, that the whole family was together. Sure. So uh, yeah, got to see so see everybody. What, is that what Canucks do for Thanksgiving? Is everybody gets together? Yeah, so it's usually usually Thanksgiving and Christmas. the The plans are pretty much the same, minus like if you're like a church going family, um, there's midnight mass uh, for Christmas Eve. But other than that, the the traditions are equal. Same type of food. It's, like it's always like a turkey dinner or some people like ham. And then it's everyone just gathers together. Why is it turkey? I in, bef- in before I Google this right now on the podcast live and I just slam my face into my keyboards. I don't know why it's turkey. Um, I just, if you think back in like school, everything's always been Let's turkey or you vision the the pictures in the textbook of like you know the pilgrims and the natives it's always like a turkey on the table i don't know exactly the symbolic significance All maybe right, that so was let's you see. know the game that was in abundance at the time i don't know through through a quick google search uh we end up on britannica.com so is that would is that would you say that's uh reliable I would feel like that's credible since they're the one that made the encyclopedia. They made the encyclopedia, like invented it? Yeah, I think the first encyclopedia was the the Britannica encyclopedias. Hmm. You know, they used to come like door to door and sell them. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I want to, where I want to get my information from is a door to door salesman. All right. So (laughs) that being said, um, this says that. There is no indication that turkey was served at the first Thanksgiving, which is, um, it says that there is evidence of the pilgrim settlers at Plymouth Colony in what is now Massachusetts, for those that don't know, and the Wampanoag, I don't know how to say it, 
uh, shit, and there's no translation. There's no phoneticness on this on Britannica. What the hell? The Wampanoag? At least Google gives Wampanoag? you the here. Sounded out stupid. Oh, maybe Google will do it. Wampanoag. I said it really close first off. Shut up, I'm impressed. Are you? I am, yeah. Oh, Wampanoag. Yeah, that was close. All right, so anyway, that was in late 1621. If we go back to the Wikipedia, which is everybody's favorite place, it says that the first Thanksgiving is documented as earliest in 1619 in what is now the Commonwealth of Virginia. 38 English settlers aboard the ship Margaret arrived by way of the James River at Berkeley 100 in Charles City County, Virginia, on December 4, 1619. The landing was immediately followed by a religious celebration, specifically dictated by the group's charter from the London Company. The charter declared that the day of our ship's arrival at the place assigned for plantation in the land of Virginia shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. So the first documented Thanksgiving in the United States has nothing to do with harvest or Indians. Well, uh, you hear it here first? Per Wikipedia. Per Wikipedia. Who, per Wiki yes, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Who also right now has the big pink slip on their thing asking me to give them money so they can stay stay afloat. Mm, yes. Um, it then goes on to talk about the more familiar Thanksgiving precedent is traced to the pilgrims and Puritans who immigrated from England in the 1620s and 30s. They brought their previous tradition of days of fasting and days of Thanksgiving with them to New England. The 1621 Plymouth, Massachusetts Thanksgiving was prompted by a good harvest. The pilgrims celebrated this with the Wampanoags, a tribe of Native Americans who, along with the last surviving Pawtuxet, had helped them get through the previous winter by giving them food in that time of scarcity in exchange for an alliance and protection against the rival... <clears throat> Not even going to try and say that one. Um, <laughs> we'll take that one to Google, too. We'll take that one to Google, too. Oh no! Give me a. Here we go. Narr Narragansett. Ah, it doesn't look so hard after you hear it. Narragansett tribe. So we go from 1619 as the first documented to two years later in Massachusetts to a meal with local Native Americans who who uh, shared food in basically a, in basically a shakedown situation. Um, we're looking here that in exchange for an alliance and protection against the rival Narragansett tribe. So we're looking at the Wampanoags here sharing food, basically paying the pilgrims, for lack of a better term, Protection money. Is this how the mafia started? It sounds like this is how the mafia started. I mean, we might need to edit this uh, Wikipedia page. 
it's it, I mean, and then it all makes sense. And then, and then in a classic stabbing in the back move, the uh, pilgrims, later known as colonizers, just killed them all. So that's a tough stitch. Yeah, if the you, ones that were left, they gave them smallpox. If you if you fast forward the story a little bit, it gets really dark. But mm, yes. if we're just talking, hmm, yes, interesting. Yes, guess what? In 2021, it's not much better. <laughs> But if we're just talking about the origin, the origin story of Thanksgiving, uh, damn, there's a lot of first Thanksgivings. There's a lot here in the old uh, in the old Wikipedia, dude. So what's it what's it meaning in Canada? Uh, let's see if there's an actual meaning. Or, or, or what's the origin story of the first thing of the first Canadian Thanksgiving? Do you have to pull up the Wikipedia Let's page see here? Or did you Google what's the first Canadian Thanksgiving? So I've got uh, on the uh, historyofcanada.com. Oh, this sounds like a site I want to check out for other things, like. Badminton and lacrosse. I don't know why I said badminton. It was a filler as I remembered it's actually. It says, as the story goes, in 1578, English explorer Martin Frobisher and his crew gave thanks and communion was observed either on land at Forbisher Bay in present day Nunavut or on board a ship anchored there. Uh, The explorers dined on salt beef, biscuits, and mushy peas. And gave thanks through communion for their safe arrival in Newfoundland. This is now accepted as the first Canadian Thanksgiving, 43 years before the first American Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Look at that little jab in there. Fucking Frenchy fucks. Little fucking <laughs> check out who's better. Oh, geez. Check that out. Fucking Quebec, bud. I mean, neither of those are in Quebec. So the first one is, um, well, yeah, but it's, that's fair. None of it's the north. Yeah, and Newfoundland and, is and like Newfoundland, out there. The, the Newfies is on the east, and they're uh, yeah. you know, Canada's hillbillies. Yeah, they're like, you know, they're in a weird time zone where they're half an hour difference, not a whole hour. Yeah, it's a, it's a, weird, it's a weird place out there. Yeah. Um, like, uh, are always reference deliverance if i'm talking about them i don't think i've ever seen that deliverance yeah oh shit boy you got a pretty mouth i mean whoa okay happy thanksgiving are you thankful for my pretty mouth oh well always okay so we're looking at the first documented thanksgivings not really even having anything to do with indians it or harvest it's just uh no it's just the safe landing to the new lands. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's uh, am I correct you know, or did I? Fi- yeah, that's what it looks like. Chris oh. five fives, and we made it alive. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that I wasn't just not listening to a word you said there for five minutes. Um, but it, as you're one to do. Yeah, if, yeah, I am one to do that for sure. Ask anybody I know; they'll tell you. Couple of crisp high fives and firm handshakes. We got her done. So, how do we end up with such a terrible 
how do we end up with such a terrible origin story for Thanksgiving? I mean, let's maybe Wikipedia is not telling the whole story. Maybe, you know, the, the first Thanksgiving and, you know, what it's what it is now, maybe there's a at some point that it kind of changed and that's what uh, the tradition was built off of. Maybe it just takes a little bit more research before you, we find the correlation. What do you remember learning in school? Bas- basically, what everyone else thinks of Thanksgiving was, you know, uh, pilgrims meeting with the local natives and, you know, sharing sharing a meal and trade. See, I remember it. I remember it kind of like that, and I thought... Well, I guess maybe it wasn't the first, but I always associate it with of like, um, and maybe this was just me understanding it wrong, but it was always in my head of like the pilgrims and Native Americans and the Native Americans teaching the pilgrims how to farm. And then the pilgrims get, then they traded back and and they both kind of traded in a reciprocity situation of gratitude, um, which I'm now learning is because the local tribe wanted protection. And so they helped them live so they could use their firearms and protect them from the rival gang. Uh, That's pretty much how I remember it as well. That's some fucking gangland shit, homie. So that's how I remember it in school was that it it was the thanks and harvest and sharing and getting through t- tough times. And uh, it just so happens that the United States then, maybe that's why. I think, did I just have an epiphany? I don't know, but it came out with like a pr- kind of a strong Canadian accent. You're like, okay. fuck, maybe that's why they're bud. Maybe I get smarter and I just, the Canadian in me comes out. So, maybe. So, is that why people are upset with Thanksgiving? Because, so we look back at a time in what was Canada's 1578? 1578, yep. All right, so we look back to a time long before Google. Uh, a few years. Yeah, so. And and then 1621, we're still we're still using uh, Mother Nature to power our journeys. In 1621, except somehow we figured out how to get small metal pieces to leave a metal tube with high velocity, but um, leave it to man to figure out how to kill themselves before they learn how to traverse the world. Ah, fuck it. We'll walk as long as I can kill you in five seconds. Uh, I'm not real worried about how fast I can get there. I'm more worried about how fast you die. So that's a that's a great little look through window to uh, the past of human mankind. And that and that children was the birth of the Second Amendment. America, motherfucker, do you speak it? America. So. Is that why people don't like Thanksgiving now? Because we look back and we see that it was uh, just for being thankful of making it to where you're going, making your journey, having a dinner, celebrate it. This Britannica thing also goes on later to talk about how 
Uh, the pilgrims didn't even consider this meal to be worthy of special commemoration because celebrating the harvest to them wasn't a new thing. So that was something that they did all the time. But then when you mix in the harvest and sharing and this tribe helping them out and sort of thing. So we look at all that stuff and think that's all well and good, working together with the natives of the land that you moved to. And then now we fast forward uh, what's that going to be? 1621 to 2021? We're looking at 400 years? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God in heaven. So we fast forward 400 years, and now we look back, and the only Native Americans, well, not the only, but it's just little swaths of land that they still have, and it's basic, and then they've been thank their thanksgiving have just been genocide after genocide uh by the white man and so we look Mm -hmm. back now 400 years later from the initial working with who's here and being well i guess respectful if you're going to give us food and then we'll kill who you want us to kill but um at least working with the locals in that area, right? Or, or trying to be copacetic to just basically, no, fuck you, it's mine. So is is that why people don't like Thanksgiving now? Because you look back to celebrations of um, a safe journey and celebrations of a plentiful harvest and celebrations of working together with the native peoples in your new land and protecting each other and and now, at what we know now is uh, there was a lot of death. Yeah, I feel like it's a how far we've fallen type of scenario. And so we just we just eat turkey standing on graves of Native Americans who the holiday was originally the story of a feel good story is now a who cares story, and we just consume turkey until we literally vomit because America motherfucker. Yeah. And then we, and then we take it? that full stomach and we march into Walmart and punch people out for those discounted flat screens. What better? I mean, listen though, what better time to make a shopping holiday? So you go eat a bunch of Turkey, you get all tripped to fanned up. You fall asleep at like four o'clock in the afternoon. You wake up at two in the morning what else are you going to do other than go to fucking Walmart and buy a TV? That's true. That's true. Like, that's, that's how, to anybody listening to this who may be going to any sort of marketing school or be interested in marketing, that's how to do it. Like, that's it. Have you ever uh, partaked in any of those crazy uh, Black Friday shopping deals? I mean, we have Black Friday up here, but it's not, it's not what it is down there. Um, no, there's, there's, there's no fist fights. No, I have not partaken in. My, I ain't standing in no motherfucking line to buy a TV. Thank you. I'll pay the extra two hundred dollars. I give a fuck that much less. Like, you ain't ever gonna. You couldn't pay me two hundred dollars. Like, you could literally not pay me $200 to stand outside of a fucking Walmart 
for four fucking hours from one o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning to rush with us with a fucking stampede of other fucking dumb fucks to try and grab one of the three TVs that you can get for $200 off. Nah, dog. Check me out. I'll be at home sleeping and I'll buy that bitch the next day. I don't give a fuck. Word. That homie don't play that game. Not this boy's peen too. Uh-uh. Have you? Yeah. No. No, I, I don't. I'm the same. I don't care for for standing in lines and sales. and. I have gone I, shopping I on Black Friday. Okay, I've gone, I've gone to like Home Depot and picked up some tools or stuff like that. But we're talking like when I wake up out of bed at 1030 and I make breakfast and I get there like 130 and I just pick through whatever's left. And, you know, it's just yeah. whatever. But I, I've never stood in line. I've never, I never waited till midnight to be the first one to click buy it now or whatever it is. None of that shit. Um, like I used to look at the ads, you know, when we were little or just out of high school and had a job. Or we would all get together and pull the ads out and look at all the deals and stuff and pick mm-hmm. like Christmas presents and shit. Or if you wanted to just go and get some stuff. And looking back on it now, that's very, like, I got closets full of shit that I've never used. So it's just, it's such good marketing that you're just like, oh, my God, it's such a good deal. I can't pass it up. It would be stupid for me not to buy this. And then, like, (laughs) as I get older, I'm like, oh, that is a really good deal. Except I have no fucking use for that. So, like, sure, if I was in the market for a fucking toe stretcher buying it at 40% off would be saving me money. But if I didn't and have not and have never and will ever never use it or want it spending that money on it, whether it's 40% off, I'm still spending 60% of money that there's absolutely no fucking reason to do. So, um, there's that. Yeah. And yet we uh, have all done it. Oh, for sure. I still fucking do it. I can sit here straight-faced and tell you how fucking stupid it is. And tomorrow I'll go do it. No, probably Friday. Friday I'll come because that's when the Snap-on guy comes to the shop. So I can sit here on Wednesday and tell you right, right to this microphone that buying something you don't need is fucking stupid. But come Friday, that Snap-on guy is going to show up. And he's going to have something. And it'll probably be like a sick-ass looking t-shirt. Or maybe a little teddy bear that says Snap-on on it. And I'll have to fucking have that fucking thing. And the only way to get that fucking thing is to buy a fucking standard and metric hydraulic electric ratcheting universal fucking wrench set for $450. And I'll fucking... But damn it, we're buying the ratchet set. Fuck yeah, bud. $45 a week for 10 weeks. Sign me up. Give me the fucking bear. Get me out of here. Pleasure doing business with you, motherfucker. I'm out. $45 a week for the rest of your life for a fucking teddy bear. Goddamn right, boy. Sheesh. I can't believe I just did that live on our podcast, by the way. What? That fucking TikTok. Sheesh. (laughs) I... I actually want to 
uh, stop recording this and start over. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, listeners, we'll edit it out. It'll be fine. We're not going to fucking edit shit. You're going to edit it? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, no, we got that out of the way. All right, then. So Thanksgiving, huh? So, uh, you know, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? On Thanksgiving, I was thankful for family. Just, um, I'm, I'm becoming more thankful of family as I got get older. I kind of talked about this depressive shit uh, a couple weeks ago, how nothing was ever good enough, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. my dad never wanted to roll up to the family in the minivan. So then as I got older, I never want, wanted to show up by myself or with them in the same minivan when I'm like 30 years old and I'm carpooling with my parents to the family Christmas because I got nothing going on in my fucking life. There's no reason for, for there's, <laughs> there's no reason for me to drive my fucking car uh, <laughs> when I got nobody to go with me, you know? So, um, or they would carpool with me, however it worked, right? So I never wanted to go to family stuff, and it was fun. And, and now, um, as I get older, I start to think of how those relationships probably aren't that bad and uh, how I probably wasted a lot of time with some of it. So I was thankful for the family that was there. We had a good time, you know? So there's that. That's about it. I'd say thankful I have my health, but I don't have any health. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, what am I thankful for? I'm like, oh, good health. I'm like, am I healthy, though? Yeah, prob- probably hold the L on that one, brother. I uh, mean, was- I, am I breathing? Technically. All right, well, I'm thankful to be on the green side. I guess we got that going for us. Yeah, this is a couple ticks on the on the green. Yeah, there we go. So, hey, that's pretty cool. If you're looking for a Bring Me Up podcast, yeah, we're we're alive. This this will never be it. Well, I mean, listen, we talked about we talked a couple weeks ago, and we probably will continue talking about momentum, right? So, mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. And if you're talking, if we can't get granular and we can't put a thumb on a specific thing, and, and you're trying to find something to be thankful for. Fucking Norm MacDonald said it best. Fucking being alive beats being dead. Rather be alive. That's true. I guess I can't quote it. I don't know exactly what he said. But it was to that effect. I feel it's close enough. Being alive is much better than being dead. Um, So I, I feel like just as human beings with our great gift or horrifying curse however you want to look at it, to have thoughts about our thoughts. Death is one of the hardest things to wrap your head around, knowing that you're going to die. I wish we could all be like dogs and just wag our tails at everything and have no idea that... (laughs) I'll be like dogs and have the people that own us put us down? Well, I was going to say we have no idea we're going to run down that street chasing that ball and it's all going to be over in five seconds flat, but... um, Hope well too dark. Uh, uh, that's also an option, I suppose. Well, uh, who knows what's going to happen? 
Sometimes people die because they chase balls out into the middle of the road. You literally teach your children not to do that. Yeah, my wife putting me down isn't uh, out of the cards. Well, right, you can do that in Canada, so we probably should say that for a different mm-hmm. podcast. Have we already talked about that on a podcast? Um, I think maybe. Imagine being the host of a podcast back. and you have no idea what you've talked about on your podcast. L- listen, okay, we're uh-huh. there's been we're so popular. There's been so many topics. Uh huh. That's really hard. To remember, yeah, tough where to keep, we've been, tough to keep track of them, huh? That's, that's right. Yeah, all that work we do on this podcast, we hardly have any time to go back and look and listen to any of the other that's ones. That's true. The minute done. the minute we hit stop recording, we're working on the next one, dude. Uh huh. For sure. Yeah. It. My foreman was asking me. You know, I wish you'd stop. Wish you'd stop journaling in that podcast notes notebook and and get the fuck to work because it's it's getting to be too much so the the amount of work we put into this is atrocious it's it's surprising we have time for anything else really yeah no doubt so you sent me a message a couple weeks ago that you were concerned or uh how did it go let me see if i can read it read this text message you sent or if it's too far back but it was basically about not being allowed to have gas operated uh lawn care tools oh the lawn care equipment okay yeah i remember so (laughs) i heard this on the radio as i was driving home from work and it has nothing to do with me but i was immediately triggered and i have no idea why Okay. So the NCC, which is the National Capital Commission, which is the organization that takes care of all our national parks and uh, like our, the green spaces in the city. And what they've done is they've decided to ban the use of gas-powered lawn equipment, the lawnmowers, leaf blowers, chainsaws, and weed whackers. And this is the organization that cuts all the grass for the the parks and the and any like the the medians in the in the streets and everything and i don't understand i doubt there is a battery out there that is going to last an entire working day and be able to be charged you know with a reasonable amount of time for you know further use i don't get i like i mean i get the decision you know, less less emissions with the gas exhaust and everything, but like I think that's a ridiculous notion. And I don't know if, if that makes any sense, but I automatically got triggered, and I don't know why. Well, I've never seen a battery powered like riding mower, so like yeah, that, that's the not, thing. These spaces are, make are are vast, right? And all and the people that like the lawnmowers they use. Like, are either riding mowers or fucking tractors? I was gonna say they're like tractor size, big old fucking yeah. on there. Yeah. So what are they gonna do about that for the, like the big parks? I have no idea. I've never even looked it up. Is there a is there an electric riding mower? Not that I've ever seen. To Google. I mean, Plus I go like, in to take mine mine into like for service and stuff, and I've never seen a electric um, 
equivalent. All right, well, then you fucking haven't been looking because we got Ryobi right here, 48-volt brushless, 38-inch, 75-amp-hour battery, electric rear engine riding lawnmower, $2,400. It's not big enough to do a park, but uh, what do we got here? We got one charge offers up to two hours of runtime or two acres of mowing. <laughs> two acres of mowing. My backyard's bigger than that. Uh, that's the only one it looks like. Um, when I look, when I look, so I googled electric riding lawnmower. Also, being six sucks because like I'm loud. So like at work today, I was like yelling, and when I'd start yelling, <laughs> yeah. my voice would cut out, and I'd get like real squeaky, and then I get instantly like embarrassed because I yeah. can't be loud and fun and stuff. Then I'm all like, ah! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then here, so. Uh, upon further review, we there is a Ryobi. It looks like they're the only ones in the game. Uh, you can pick that up at your Home Depot, local Home Depot. This Cub Cadet, this is this is a gas Kohler series. So here we go. We got a Ryobi, 48-volt brushless, 54-inch, 115-amp-hour battery, electric riding, zero-turn lawnmower. One charge offers up to 3.5 acres of mowing. So it's 4,700 bucks. Does it say how much, like how long a charge, a full charge takes? Uh, well, however long it takes you to mow three and a half acres, it said. Uh, gives you up to three and a half no, acres. No, I mean, like to time. recharge the battery. Oh, how much it costs to recharge the battery? Nope, it doesn't say that. So they're going to, you know, instead of a. Mowing and you know trimming and removing dead trees being like a a morning affair. Now it's going to take four weeks right. to do one it, park. Right. This says convenient overnight parking. Yes. Um. And it also has a plug that goes physically into the lawnmower, so a lot a Tesla or something. And so there's yeah. no hot swappable batteries. So I don't know. I mean, the more you know, but I don't understand that. Well, I guess they're just going to have to ride these some bitches with a big old backpack like they're fucking Ghostbusters for a charge as you go. They're, like, if you got an 18-acre park, they are just going to have to show up like six of these fuckers. Yeah, you know, book a week off because you ain't going anywhere for a week. Because as far as like, is the, so it was the ban for the city? Like, was the ban? Yeah, just so it was for the city for, workers. Right, right. Okay, so the city is was switching to uh, electric. Yeah, so I I can still use you. You know, can still the, use it at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like that. I feel like a ban on like a city ordinance on that would be much. Uh, would have a much greater effect than the city doing it, honestly, because yeah, like a Milwaukee. I don't know if Milwaukee makes a mower, but Makita makes a mower, and Milwaukee makes trimmers and hedge cutters and leaf blowers, and that Milwaukee battery would last a long ass time. I hooked it up to mm -hmm. my radio, and it will run my radio. 
while charging my phone for like five hours. I grant, I get it that like a radio is not a string trimmer or whatever, but my impact, I can use it at work and take lug nuts off and it'll take all the dual rear duals off 40 lug nuts at 500 foot pounds or more. Take them all off before I need to charge a battery. Um, so I feel like that's a lot of work for yeah. a battery. So if you're doing it at home, I feel like the, this electric stuff would definitely be able to, you know, would be sufficient for somebody at home doing it. But like you said, a big park, that sounds like a really big pain in the ass to get done. Is that something they were just voting on or what? I guess you just heard it on the radio, so you don't know for sure. Yeah, I just heard it on the radio. I, I'm assuming it's it's probably has to still go to a vote because I don't know what city council would actually pass that. I think they're doing some of that stuff. I think in the California long run, too. I mean, everything comes down to money, right? I think in the long run, that would end up costing more. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of the stuff now where the the money doesn't matter as long as we stop killing shit and to me um i mean i get that using the fuel's bad but there's a lot of other things we could fix like those have you seen the ball aluminum cups they made they made like i, I don't know if i talked about them a couple weeks ago or not i think i did because i talked about how it's so refreshing to have that cold ass cup hit your lips um mm -hmm. but uh so it's like a it's like a solo cup, but it's made out of aluminum, so you yep. can infinitely recycle it and shit. And, and imagine if, like the the technology is there, right? And it can't be that much more money because if we these are American prices, and I'm sorry, I'm slamming into my calculator here, but it is you buy a twelve pack of soda for six bucks, so six divided by twelve. That's 50 cents for 12 ounces of soda in an aluminum can per can, right? 50 cents per can mm -hmm. you're buying it from from the store. So if you you're, you go and you buy the little thing of yogurt, Yoplait or whatever you got in your Chobani, if you're Stu, I bet he buys Chobani. I, for whatever reason, I just did like one of those Trump motions so he does with his hand out, he waves it out in front of him. I said, Chobani. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why, I just feel like I had to set the picture. Uh, speaking of Trump, have you heard of this card game called What Do You Meme? Uh, yes. Well, my It's Complicated has been like fucking obsessed with it, and I think. Since mm -hmm. we all live in different parts of the country, we should get together on Tabletop Simulator and play it some night. I think that'd be hilarious. I think that's a great idea. Um, so she sent me this TikTok of a couple of buddies playing it together, and it said, so you just ripped out the biggest fart ever or something like that. And, and the one guy puts down the meme of Joe Biden like with like a really concerned look on his face looking out the window, and then... The other guy put down a picture of Trump with that goofy smile, and he's got the wave. You know, the goofy smile. Mm -hmm. And he just got the yeah. wave, which is like, fucking, it was me. Go fuck yourself. And I fucking lost my shit just that they ha both had the president's card. Anyway, so I did the hand wave. Chobani. So if, if whatever your yogurt you get, they could put that in aluminum, right? You could put all those little things in aluminum. You could put all your, 
You could put your milk in aluminum. We could move all this stuff to from plastic to aluminum. Yeah, that's true. And then there's in the, no the east coast of Canada. You can't even get you can't get plastic or aluminum. Everything comes in glass. Can you recycle glass the way you can recycle aluminums or aluminiums for our European um, listeners? In case I you... don't know if it's as recyclable. I'm not saying it's not. I just I don't know. Well, it's got to be more recyclable than plastic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's better than plastic. And also, like, also if a bunch of glass ended up in the ocean, we're just putting the sand back. It's just in a different form, right? Yeah, just, you know, a little bit harder than it came out. Like, with the plastic, we're just like, oh, yeah, we dug up a bunch of oil now. Yeah, fuck you, turtles. Yeah, it gets real horrifying when you're on Reddit and you read about how people went to coral reefs and shit like 10 years ago, and then now it's all gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty hot. But, yeah, so I feel like they should be worried about stuff like that rather than... Because it's, it's got to be a... Is it a climate change initiative that they're trying to do here? Is that why they're going I'm from assuming, yeah. Greenhouse gases and stuff? Well, how about they stop worrying about how many fucking things that they're use it and just plant more fucking trees i'm a i'm a big proponent in that stuff right so like here in america i get the idea of the interstate system right the interstate system was meant for wartime it was meant to be able to get troops and supplies anywhere in the country if if we were invaded and um, Mm -hmm. you're talking like Talk about paranoid. We got like the biggest landmass, one of the biggest landmasses to cover with like the fourth or fifth most people. Maybe, I don't know what the numbers were then when they put the interstates in, but just if we're going by now numbers, we're like in the top tens, mid top tens on landmass and people, right? So there's only like four or five countries without getting a group that would even just by the numbers be able to invade. So we have all these things built for if we get invaded and the interstates are straight and they take down every, they like raise them up and they take everything off the sides of them because they're also emergency landing strips or whatever. But none of these fucking things, at least here uh, in the right of way of the interstate going into the big city here, it used to have trees on all sides, right? And right. they came through and they resurfaced it and they cut down all the trees and didn't plant anything back. So now there's nothing stopping snow blowing across the road. There's nothing, no shade. There's no nothing. It's just gone. There were trees that were in the road ditch that weren't hurting anything. They weren't like falling down. They were all alive and they just ripped them all out and put nothing back in for no reason. And it, and then there's farming programs, and I guess I don't know all the details, so if anybody's a farmer out there, I get we need farmers and stuff. But there's farmers out there, and I watched them so they can sell a section of their land to CRP, and they can I think they make money every year. 
oh boy, I'm fucking around with the ruler and making great podcast background noises. <laughs> uh, if you just swerved in your ditch for me dropping that, uh, I'm sorry. We are not liable for any damage caused during or from this podcast. Uh, you're on your own. But get fucked. I used to run that second route, running stuff for that pharmacy, and w- would go up there. And one of these farmers planted the CRP, and so was getting money from their section. So then they want to make up that lost money from the what they're not farming. And this guy literally ran his field right up to the road, went and took out the fence, took out all the trees along the field, and, and made his fields like um, a head and a half wider than they were. Yeah, it happens a lot here too. All the way around. And like, so we make these programs that promote the wildlife but then they wrap around and we get rid of trees and like i stick to it that the tree is the biggest filter like you i've said this before on the podcast you well i guess we've learned about thanksgiving too and what we learn in school might not always be right but you learn that shit in like seventh grade sixth grade the water cycle and how plants work the fucking trees take in the is it monoxide? Photosynthesis, dude. Is it monoxide or dioxide? Uh, dioxide, I think. Uh, do trees absorb carbon dioxide? Old trees store the most carbon and absorb the most carbon, too. So... Yeah, just fucking plant some more fucking trees. I say that living in an apartment with no land, and I'm going to have to cut down a tree to build my house. But <laughs> Maybe I'll plant another one. But, but when we're talking about governments making decisions, and then they make it this roundabout way to make habitat for animals, but then make it so fucking hot the animals can't live anyway, what's the fucking point of it? Why Why isn't this city that you're talking about, instead of worried about how they're going to cut the grass, let's worry about planting more trees so there's less grass. Anyway. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's a lot better idea. Oh, here it is. A mature tree absorbs carbon dioxide at a rate of 48 pounds per year. In one year, an acre of forest can absorb twice the CO2 produced by the average car's annual mileage. So if well, there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. So for every acre of trees we cut down, we remove the filtering of two cars. Also, if we let this work from home stuff go on, and how about a four-day work week? Should we just hold off for those? Maybe other topics for the podcast. Maybe let's let's hold off on that one. Yeah. You see this other thing I got in our little uh, show, whatever. Did you see these fucking glow-in-the-dark croc nuts? I I did. I did. And I, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Did you buy it? I didn't, but I'm going to. I don't know Are if the, really? the listeners... I might. I don't know if the listeners know, but uh, I'm quite the uh, you are. croc enthusiast. 
Crockett, Croc Connoisseur. Yes, Connoisseur, if you will. I have multiple pairs, and I love them. I wear them to anything. This is this is true story. Did you thought what did, did the Croc line get bought out by somebody or something? You said they were going something, out of business. Yeah, something happened. They were being sold, and I was worried that there was not going to be any Crocs anymore. Yeah, and you and sent it, me it, this it, message about how Crocs went out of business, and you bought like ten fucking pairs. <laughs> You yeah, were, you were panic buying Crocs. <laughs> there was always, there's always these different Crocs that I always wanted, and I'm like, oh, you know, when these ones wear out, I'll get the next one. And then I heard that, I'm like, oh shit! I looked at my wife, I'm like, baby, we gotta go to the Croc store downtown. And I went. And there was like ten pairs I wanted, and I was like, well, I bought them all. I remember you sending me that text message, and you said it was literally, if you've ever wanted Crocs, you should buy them now because. I think Crocs going out of business, and I just went and bought ten fucking pairs, so I have it preloaded, <laughs> so I don't run out. And uh, yeah, so now you can affix some glow in the dark plastic uh, truck nuts, Croc nuts for your Crocs, and so that's that's pretty fucking super trucker if I ever seen it, dude. No, I mean yeah, it means you you know. You mean business when you slap those boys in the four wheel drive and they got a big old nuts dragon? Fuck, Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah, dude. Next, next, we got to get you some socks with a battery pack in it so you can install some chicken lights down the side of them bad bitches, boy. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> I've never been so excited. <laughs> it's the fucking turn signals and it's the fucking chrome, boy. God damn. Yeah, I can't wait to pick up my son from school and those bad boys. The fucking peak performance. Oh, shit. All right, well, do you want to, re- since we're talking about traditions and things to be thankful for, do you want to do you want to harken back to uh, the T.O. Pod version 2 and hit up uh, Reddit News? Fuck yeah, let's do it. So when we do this here, should should we just like go, Reddit News? But what was uh? Didn't we have some phrase like catchphrase for it? I don't before? remember. It was like Reddit news, the only place for news. I, I it was mean, something like that. I don't feel like that's our catchphrase. I feel like that's literally every other news channel's catchphrase. Well, I mean, listen, it's a work in progress. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all that work we do in progress of this show—it's no wonder we forgot all this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's true. So today I made the mistake before I got in. Before we actually started recording, when I was talking to you pre-call, trying to get you prepped up, dude, and getting my voice in order, I, I looked here before. We used to go through and we would pick one, and I feel that the natural order of things is that we jump in. We're, it's a work in progress. Okay, Stu? So, like, to the listeners. Trial, trial and error, dude. To the listeners, if, if you think you're so fucking perfect that you can't deal with a work in progress, then just get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, fuck off. If you can't just bring yourself to learn and to better yourself every day and be a work in progress and respect that we're a work in progress, just get the fuck out of here, dude. Don't listen. Hey, we don't want listen. to break bread with you. No. I want to break your face. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. No, you fucking stick in the mud, fucking curmudgeon the old prick. Anyway, no truck ball crock having some bitch, dude. 
I don't have Crocs, but if I had Crocs, I'd definitely have some fuck Croc nuts. So I'll mail you a pair, dude. I got extras. <laughs> yeah, well, how big are your feet? Uh, thirteen. Yeah, I'm like fifteen. Extra, extra wide, dude. So once I get them chicken lights installed, I'm gonna have to get some wide load signs hanging on them bitches too. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> your your crocs would be fucking clown feet, dude. I'm, I'm you can walk for, on water and not drown. I'm built for heavy hauling, brother. So anyway, I I want to do this all natural, and I want to I want to pull it up, and I want to look at the top one, and then we're gonna talk about it. I don't even care if we read the fucking article like we used to i just it's reddit news for fuck's sake so you go there and you read the comments nobody gives a fuck about the article so i made the mistake i made the mistake of of blowing the floor and i looked before we started the show but the the top news story on reddit news posted nine hours ago reads Tucson police officer fired after fatally shooting a 61-year-old in a mobility scooter nine times. And I feel like this should be on the Florida man subreddit, but <laughs> yeah, it's in second Florida, Arizona, so I guess it checks out. Um. <laughs> So my question is, what level of threat could a 61-year-old man in his fucking scooter pose to said officer to warrant nine rounds? All right, so top comment says nine rounds into the back of a 61-year-old, because we're going to assume that the people commenting actually watched videos or read the article, because we ain't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. So the top comment says nine rounds into the back of a 61-year-old using a wheelchair who threatened to use a knife. What the actual fuck? Posted by, you all should know. I just want to quote. I just want to give credit where it's due. Then deadman underscore wonderland posts in response to that. If you saw the video, it's actually worse because the murderous cop was walking behind the wheelchair, empties the clip into the disabled guy's back with a cashier in the line of fire, paused for a second, then fired a last round into his head, then gets on top of the body and handcuffs the corpse. He then edited it and said, here is the video since so many people were asking. Note the pause before the last shot. Don't watch it if watching someone get murdered from multiple points of view disturbs you. Your one and only warning. Uh, Right. So if it's threatening to use a knife... I don't know. I'm not going to watch the video, but if it's just a threatening and the guy's in a wheelchair, I mean, like, even if I was, even if I was working at that particular Kmart, uh, cause this surely had to happen in a Kmart. Oh, 100%. Uh, even though they're all closed, but this is like to anybody who, who's ever been in a Kmart represent, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, even if I was the cashier, I feel like would definitely be more afraid of the police officer firing a firearm in front of me than I would be about a guy in a wheelchair, especially one 61 years old, threatening the use of a knife. 
And my follow-up question is, getting on top of him and handcuffing him, you know, I, I mean, to immobilize him, he, what is he going to do, run away? His legs don't work. Well, and you just shot him nine fucking times. Yeah, you think he's you think he's moving at all? If, if that guy took those nine nine rounds, and then just brushed it off, shit, dude, that better be your new fucking general of your military. He going in first. Okay, so as I read down, um. Apparently that that's a pretty good synopsis of that video. Shot eight times, then a pause, then the double tap, and then cuffed the dead body. Well, at least he's thorough. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If 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 not one thing, at least he's thorough. So I mean, we got so. Oh man, I also read today. CNN put it across. And, like, I get CNN probably isn't the best place. I don't know. Depends on your – depends on how you feel, okay? And, like, I probably don't agree with a lot of things that CNN says, but I don't agree with, you know, a lot of things. But they put out these articles, and they're full of, like, spelling errors and shit. And it's like you're fucking supposed to be CNN. You want to – People like read your shit and take you for, you know, listen to what you got to say. And you can't even have somebody read, proofread this before you put it on the website and you pump it out on a push notification from your app. Or then I want to read this. I got to find it and see if I got to, I got to pull it back up. It's just too much. And if, but you know what I'm saying? Like they just pump this shit Mm -hmm. out so fast. I think I've literally talked about this. Well, that's the, the thing. Some some organization as large as CNN really should, you know, have the bankroll to employ some sort of what's a what's like the what are, like proofreaders like what are they called editors? It's like on, editors. Thank you. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Editors, yes. And if they do have an editor, uh, you might want to get a new one. Okay, so. This is this is the fucking oh my god. All right, so this article says at the headline of this article, this is CNN news. Uh not Reddit news. Alec Baldwin, colon, I didn't pull the trigger of a gun on Russ set. So he he quotes that the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. Says Alec Baldwin. In an excerpt released Wednesday from the sit-down interview, his first since the October shooting. And I get that it was a single-action revolver, but, like, maybe he did something with the hammer, and it was not a new, you know, it was, like, a legit old one with the hammer, with the, like, striker sticking off the hammer, you know, like an actual... Yeah, a pretty loose trigger, maybe. Well, it doesn't even have to be a loose trigger. If you pulled the hammer back and you let the hammer go and you let the hammer fall, like that's why you see, you know, you always hear single action, the old Western guns that you leave it on an empty chamber. So like if it falls off your, out of your holster, off your horse, and the hammer hits on the ground, it won't fire around because the hammer had actually like a, a nail tip on it, like a, like a right. pointed tip. So when it fell, well, newer ones have what's called a transfer bar and it all has to be in line. 
and the transfer bar, bar acts as a um, medium in there. It fills the spot, so the hammer's got a little um, recess in it for the transfer bar to fill, and then the hammer hits the transfer bar, which hits the firing pin. Well, so if it was an old one with the firing pin on the hammer and he pulled the hammer back and let the hammer drop and there's a live round in there, it would go off if it, you didn't lock it in the trigger. You know, if you just pulled it back like half and let it go, that round would go yeah. off without pulling the trigger. So anyway, I don't know what happened. It's just there's a whole lot of things. So the gun didn't go off. There's no moving parts in this gun. So it's not like it's not like an AR where if you were to have it and let's say something happened and it was war and you just moved it a little bit and the firing pin could fall and shoot. You know, there's not any moving parts or there's no springs. It's either you've had the hammer pulled back and it fell on a round because there was some wear in there or something like that. Anyway, um, he said, obviously he would never point a gun anywhere and pull the trigger. Never, uh, said that, how how a live bullet got in the Colt 45 revolver. He said someone put a live bullet in the gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then um, it says, when asked by George Stephanopoulos if the shooting was the worst thing that had ever happened to him, Baldwin said yes. Well, no fucking shit. Like, how is that an interview question? Yeah, you accidentally murdered a friend. I'm you, pretty sure it's. Yeah, you it's were holding bad. a gun that shot and killed somebody that you didn't intend to kill. Well, even if you didn't intend to kill, is that the worst thing that ever happened to you? What other fucking shit has this guy would have been would have done? Um, then it says, then it says, uh, Hutchins was killed, and director Joel Souza injured in October after Baldwin discharged a weapon during a rehearsal that contained. What authorities suspect was a live round. (laughs) Well, no shit. That's in a CNN article with what authorities suspect was a live round. So I love how this comes full circle because I was reading this article while I was taking a shit earlier. And uh, then Baldwin then goes on and this says, Baldwin has said he believes police officers should be present on every film or TV set that uses guns, fake or otherwise, to monitor weapons safety. Now, if it takes investigating authorities to realize or to suspect that a life round was fired out of a gun on a Rust movie set, and then there are authorities that shoot a man on a power chair, a 61-year-old man, to death nine times on a mobility scooter in the back and then cuff the dead body, I feel like maybe it shouldn't be police officers that are in charge of that. Yeah. I feel like that's not going to cut down on our accidental discharges. What if that cop was on that situation? He'd see that that gun go off. He'd go, shit, you better shoot her in the head. Just make sure. (laughs) Ah, shit. Good enough. Are you on TikTok? I am. Have you seen those videos? The dudes that they're like putting up a door and you can see outside through the door frame and the king studs, and they, but the door closes. So there's like good enough 
or the yeah. shingles are on fucking crooked, but it still shuts good enough. That's a that's a fucking good enough situation right there. Like checked it out and good enough. Now somebody's dead. She, she did. So yeah, what a fucking wacky world we live in, huh, bud? Okay, brother. I'm glad we have this podcast to talk about it. I'm thankful the, for the this podcast. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm not thankful, though, for my... Uh, I don't know. I had some dark meat on Thanksgiving. When I got home, mm. made a hot turkey sandwich out of some dark meat, and I don't think it was done. Because I spent from 12.30 to 4.30 in the bathroom, and I had, like, some vicious food poisoning cramps. Couldn't sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Could not get comfortable. Was, like, flopping because my back hurt so bad. And yeah, so, you feel the gurgle, the little bubble guts? Mm, yep. Yep. And a couple days later, all my sides hurt. Like, when I would laugh, my sides would hurt from the uh, expulsion I was experiencing. So... When it comes time to Christmas, all y'all motherfuckers better get that food thermometer and you better fucking poke that bird everywhere you're going to eat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because it ain't just, worth just it. Just deep fry that son bitch. That don't necessarily mean it's going to get fucking hot enough, does it? I mean, I thought. I guess I don't know. Just don't set your house on fire. Yeah, that's that's you know that's some great advice. I'm yeah. thankful for your advice. There's people out there that need to hear that. Yes, I. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not doing a turkey for Christmas. Not a fucking chance. I'm doing handballs and pork chops. What the fuck is a handball? Well, obviously it's a ham and, and a ball. I get that, but like, what? Yeah, it's just it's just like. A meatball. Is that, is that like a Randall ham. thing, or is that like? No, that's an Iowa thing. An Iowa thing. Okay. Yeah. When we get off of this, and to anybody listening who's curious about what a handball is, look up Iowa handball recipe. And it's um. Have you ever had ham salad? Can't say that I have. All right, must also be a Midwest America thing. Um, it's just ground ham, and then it comes in what they call ham loaf, and that's. Pretty kind of unappetizing when you say it out loud on a recording that you're going to post to tens of people who are going to listen to it. Yeah, what the fuck? Why are we in solitary confinement and we're getting prison loaf? I mean, it's it still tastes better than Vienna sausages. Are you talking so. about like spam? Is that, is that what no, this is? No, no, no. It's it's ground, and I don't know what it's ground with. Uh, I probably sh- I'm okay with not knowing, but there's a Midwest grocery uh grocery store chain called fairway and they have okay. it and it's called it's called um what i say ham loaf and you go in there and it looks just like hamburger but it's the color of ham and you get it and you crunch up graham crackers and some barbecue sauce and a couple eggs and you make a kind of meatloaf situation with ham okay and yeah, you I use see that here. graham crackers and barbecue sauce well you use like tomato sauce and mustard and brown sugar and vinegar and then you're rocking some eggs and shit. You basically make a meatloaf, then you make it balls, then you put the sauce on top of that ass, and you bake it, and fucking hell, they're good. Okay. So, yeah, handballs and pork chops is what's going to happen at my Christmas party. 
It's an interesting, I feel it's an interesting meal choice. I can see the ham balls because, you know, I, a lot of people make meatballs and such for, you know, gatherings. Sure. I never really heard of pork chops for a festive get-together, though. I, I'm not saying I'm not down for a good pork chop because sure. pork chops are fucking delish. Yeah, well, if you're going to eat ham, why can't you eat pork chops? I mean, it's cut from the same fucking animal, so I guess it's I know. cool. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Why is the tradition have to, I mean, the traditions getting together and exchanging gifts for Christmas? Who gives a fuck what you eat? That's fair. Yeah, I just Garen, never uh, really thought about it. Garen fucking teeth. There's going to be some fucking. Uh, we call it corn casserole, but it's just basically mac and cheese with corn in it. Uh, and some fucking green. Yeah, we're bean not. Casserole, uh, we're not dude. as mac and cheese craze up here as uh, you guys are. I could probably do without it. It's the green bean casserole that gets my giblets in a twist. Because yeah, I, that wouldn't be a part of any of that. Why? It doesn't. I mean, I don't like green beans to begin with, but it just doesn't so sound like the casserole doesn't sound like an appetizer. It doesn't sound very good. What's your Christmas meal then? You got your turkey. Uh huh. You got your mashed potatoes. Uh huh. You got your corn. Uh-huh. Got your stuffing. See, you got carrots. Are they like roasted, boiled, or candied? And you have your your yams. Your cranberry sauce. You do cranberry that, sauce that. at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't do cranberry sauce at either of them. But like, I you got, you got the people that are diehard cranberry sauce, and they'll do like you know from scratch. With real cranberries and stuff, but I'm not one of those motherfuckers that I want that cranberry jelly from a can, dude. You know, I watched a video the other day talking about a Thanksgiving dinner in four hours, and uh, he made his own cranberry sauce, and it looked way better than anything I've ever seen come out of a can. And it was like no more than boiling the cranberries and putting them in a blender. So you're over here talking like it's some gourmet thing to make cranberry <laughs> Listen, sauce. If I don't, he did if it I don't as an see afterthought. that jiggly can come out no, this, and the jelly be the exact same shape as the can, I don't fucking want it. Golly. But you won't eat fucking ham loaf or green bean casserole, but you'll eat this fucking floppy processed cranberries? 100%. Oh, my God, you're fucking disgusting what's wrong about a green bean casserole oh you don't like green beans i just don't yeah i just don't like green them beans. big fat fucking fresh bastards man that's so fucking good with some fried onions i'm gonna try putting some fried jalapenos on top of it fuck i'm so ready for christmas it's complicated and i gotta decorate for christmas too and that's gonna be fun but just uh string up all them coors cans yeah, I've always hated. I actually have a string of Coors Light lights for like mm-hmm. camping. It's got he's got a twelve pack of lights. I can string up my Coors lights. No, there you go. That's all you need. I feel like this pod. Maybe a little be baby over. Jesus somewhere. A little baby Jesus. I feel like this has definitely got to be over. Oh, okay. I feel like. I'm coming from a spot of much too much openness. Just thought every house needed a baby Jesus. My bad. But see, it's not the baby Jesus I'm worried about. It's the fact that I just admitted to having a string of Coors Light Lights. I mean, 
I don't see anything wrong with that, so I don't know what that says about me as well. And also the fact that I'm kind of excited to decorate for Christmas, a holiday that I normally don't like getting together for. Well, I mean, you're on your own for that one because I, I, I don't like decorating. Maybe when uh, my son's older, but right now, uh, probably not. We'll see now that it's complicated. It's back. I want to decorate so he's got a Christmas. That's right. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about it. He doesn't understand it, but so he's got that Christmas. Well, anyway, no idea what we're going to talk about next week. Most of my conversations end up at food, so I guess before this one continues with that and you make fun of me for eating ground ham, I guess we better get out of here. Listen, huh? you, eat, you eating this fucking ham balls with a fork or what? Uh, yeah. I or are you just picking up with your mitt and just fucking uh, raw dogging it? No, no. I'm eating those with a fork. I generally, okay. I eat everything with a fork. I thought we've already gone over that. I had sushi tonight <laughs> and I ate with a fork. She's over, a, okay. She's over there just fucking bear pawned into her face and I'm using a fork. I, we got to go from the grocery store. So, I mean, it wasn't like quality sushi but it was good enough and uh so it was kind of stuck together you know so i was like breaking them apart with the fork and then i'd get a little thing of wasabi and i'd fucking pick it up with the fork and i'd eat that bitch what i can't do that either i mean you know i use chopsticks but it's fine well i don't know how to use chopsticks i'm fucking fat and i'm american i ain't got no fucking time for that shit uh, uh, i mean uh, all right God I guess gave fork's me a fork. your best option. God d- did not give you a fork. <laughs> Who gave me a fork? Well, we fucking invented the fork. God gave you the freedom of choice, and one Whoa. motherfucker chose to make a fork. So God gave us the fork. <laughs> Fine. God, yes, God gave us a fork through okay? transit property. If God, all hail, and fucking <laughs> Satan gave us the spork. If God gave us the ability for free will and somebody used that free will to invent a fork so they, wait for it, didn't have to use their fucking hands, then God gave us a fork. And be that as it may, I will use God's gift of delivering food to my face without a fucking mess, okay? Because let's be real. I make a big enough mess as it is using the fucking fork. You'd you'd be amazed. If you looked at my shirts, the amount of fucking grease spots I have in my shirts because of the food that I can't get in my fucking face just speaks sheer volumes for the amount of volume of food that I eat to be morbidly obese when half of it ends up on my fucking shirt. Using a fork. Uh... Yeah, maybe you, uh, maybe some etiquette classes uh, might do you some good. How to properly use a fork and such, and the proper fork for said meal. Well, maybe if I didn't have to make half-pound bites. <laughs> I just, I'm out here cutting whoppers in half, sticking them with a fork, and just trying to fit that in my face. And then I wonder yeah, why right, my yeah. mustache smells like whopper for the rest of the day when I just <laughs> slathered I, whopper I, I all over my face. That. Dude, I Especially fucking... with COVID and wearing a mask. And oh. Like I burp while the mask is on. I'm like, oh, God. 
No, I literally hate it when you like go out to lunch and you get a hamburger and you're like at work or something and you don't wash your face. And then it doesn't matter what I do. I cannot wash my face enough at work to get it out of my beard. So whether it's the mixture of it in my fucking upper lip or the grease that runs down your chin from a good juicy burger, it's with me all day and it horrifies me. Yeah, I had shawarma for lunch, and I'll tell you right now. Oh, fuck I can still you. Smell it. That, that was aggressive. I'm fucking mad. I saw, speaking of fucking shawarma, I saw a video of this motherfucker that made, like, falafel meatballs. Mm-hmm. They made up the beef in a way that had that taste and then mixed it in with the falafel and then fried it all together. And it was like little falafel beef patties. And I can't find the fucking video, but that shit looks so fucking good. I mean, it'd be better if it was shawarma, but just that idea. Cause the falafel's good too. Um, yeah. The, the falafel, like I, sometimes I get into the shawarma, I get the falafel sandwich and that shit's fucking good as shit. Yeah. Well, it, I can't like, I don't know. It feels weird because falafel feels like bread to me. And it just it, feels. Yeah, it does. It just feels really weird to eat a pita full of bread. Yeah. Oh, let me take this bread and wrap it in bread. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just give me the shawarma and put the old falafels on the side. Skip the fries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or for you, like, what's a falafel? Like a Malteser? Just like so well, I mean, when you eat wop, when you eat half a whopper in one bite, yeah, it's just like, like, yeah. I feel personally attacked. Yeah, that that may have been a little strong. I, I apologize right. for that. Well, I'm Randall. I'm, I'm Canadian eater underscore A. I don't know. I known as Stu. I mean, you could have just led with Stu. I mean, I could have, but like, yeah, just you know, <laughs> I need followers, please. So we're pandering on this podcast now. All right. Well, this is the Terribly Pandering Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll see you when we see you because we are very inconsistent and don't believe in schedules. So next Wednesday. Next week's Thanksgiving, so it might be another two weeks before uh, we see each other again. Is this like fucking Groundhog Day? I mean, Bueller. I mean, maybe. All right, then.